Hello, 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 hello. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour, monsieur. It is je m'appelle Sean and uh, Anthony. Je m'appelle Anthony. Senor Anthony. Senor. We're changing languages on him. The bilingual podcast. It's the cultural podcast of the millennium that y'all need to be listening to. We're two manks talking French, a little bit of Spanish culture. The very definition. It's worldwide. It's a Sunday afternoon. The sun is in the sky. The magpies are in full um, terror mode. There's none out there now. But you, you better pound to a penny to a pinch of shit. The second we're going to be talking about something serious. <laughs> yeah. Then bastards are going to come squawking all squawking. over. Squawking. Ah! Ah! Giving all that like yeah. they do. And uh, yeah, my throat's a little bit crusty. Got a little bit of the old crustacean throatus because I was out drinking a few pints last night. As he, as he does. Just a few just a few scoops, mine. I was... Um, Ooh. Beverages. I had, uh, I had another running with a goddamn cops on Friday. Ooh. I wish them guys would leave me alone. Criminal. You had another running with the cops, the oh, feds, the fives. The, Jake's. The G-Wagon pulled up on you. Five bleeding out. So on the last... Let's, let's recap. On the last episode, we were talking about me and you. We had a good-ass time drinking some pints. So what? Second week on the trot. Um, fish and chips, tartar sauce, vinegar, squeeze of lemon, enjoying so it. Pints of you were on San Miguel. I was I drinking Carlsberg uh, Pilsner. That's it. And uh, yeah, I was having a good time. Police van rolls up, six of the motherfuckers jump out, asking us questions. Do you live in the same household? Told a lie. Yeah, we do. He lives with me. That's not the case. Uh, but he was none the wiser. He fucked off. Roll forward. The date is Saturday the, the I don't know, 22nd? Mine was Friday the 21st. 21st. Tell the story. Uh, shoot. Shoot. Having a nice little family, you know, not, having a nice little gathering at a friend's house. These are around 12 of us. Ping pong tournaments. The lot's going off. Sounds good. Sounds a good um, time. It was a good time until I went out in the first round. <laughs> it was a good time for a few minutes. Um, you're having a laugh, you know, having mm-hmm. some food. And someone comes in from the front and goes... Fucking police are here. I got there around half past six, seven ish. Twenty past nine, police are here. So I was oh, going, no. oh, good, good one, Andy. He's, he's always like this, Andy. He's always, uh, <laughs> he's always telling stories. And no, it turns out it was here. Same thing. Jumped out of the van, shitloads of them. Fucked us all off. But what I was more surprised Fucked that, us all off in like what manner? So they basically said, you're going to have to go home. Um, the guys whose house we was a cottonette, so he was like, so you didn't you said you're to go home. Yeah, basically, you know, off from the party. Yeah. Um, and the whole morning got fined £100. But, oh, no, £100. But what I was surprised at as well is not me. I had one because, uh, you know, I do abide by the law sometimes. Most of the time, on occasion. Uh, maybe 5% of the time. Other times you're criminalising. Yeah. Self um, distancing measures. Yeah. But. Um, Hugging strangers. Yeah. So. They let us all drive home. Not one, not one test of alcohol in our system. Really? So, Everyone getting your cars? Yeah. So straight away, I thought, for fuck's sake, is this a trick? Um, yeah. So I thought they're gonna. I mean, obviously, I was in the clear. I do presume most responsible adults that was at the party was there because I didn't notice right. the ones that were driving was actually drinking. Yeah. But just as a safety measure, you'd think they would have someone at the thing going, "Haha, we tricked you once. Now we're gonna double buff you and we're gonna pull you over and breathalyze you." Like I say, would have passed. But in a lot of cases, people in the past, so they was 
more satisfied with getting rid of the party and having a headline of dispersing, which did make the papers. So uh, it did make the papers. It did make Ooh, the papers. Headline, headline story: Anthony Waldron's in drunken, pissed up scandal again. And he drove home, but that wasn't the um, that wasn't the target for the cops that day. But yeah, so th- th- there was more happy with the statistic of breaking up a party than yeah. catching a drink a potential drink driver cause you know it could potentially cause havoc in a lot of other cases actually might hurt somebody and kill yeah because statistically more people die a year drinking driving than they do of the coronavirus having a ping pong tournament so like you driving home or anyone driving home drunk is much more dangerous than the potential of somebody being infected with the coronavirus yeah but because that's not their daily target their target isn't to go out and prevent crime and keep the public safe their target to split up as many parties as possible. That's sick, yeah. And that's all they give a shit about. Precisely. And that, my friends, is how the system works. That's middle finger to the man. That's what we say. You said that, but you put two fingers up. Yeah, I did. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so I was at a house party yesterday. Same sort of scenario. Not giving a shit. Saw the headlines, what they said about you. Um, house party in Blakely. Broken up. Um, the comments on Twitter were very much in support of having a good time. Yeah, letting your hair down, and uh, people saying you got real criminals to catch, and you're all boasting about this shite. Great points from the general public. I said this to you today: the general public aren't as fucking stupid as people make out. They're not. No, the mass majority of the general public, uh, clued up, intelligent, and uh, aren't as sheepish. When I say sheepish, I don't mean shy. I mean just like don't follow along with headlines as much as people make out. Everyone's sick of it, and um, I was in co-op, uh, petrol station. I didn't have a mask on. And a uh, guy behind me. I think I did tell this story. In what, if he told it to me, I don't know if he told okay, it Okay, so a guy stood behind me. He just he looks at me and I look at him and I think this guy wants to say something. And he did want to say something. He just takes his mask off. Just like fucking rips it off. He goes, I'm fucking sick of this shit. And he says, fucking people. You see people driving around in the cars wearing a mask. He says, in the cars? I felt like I was talking to myself in like 20, 30 years time. <laughs> the guy goes, driving around in cars, are infecting themselves? It's ridiculous. And I'm like, mate, he says, you don't need to preach to me. So I'm 100% in agreement. Guy puts his mask in his pocket. He says, honest to God, he says, I feel sorry for you guys. He says, you don't know what freedom is. He says, you don't know what freedom is. And I'm like, mate, I, says, I, I 100% agree with you. I uh, bought the stuff I was paying for, walked off and gave him the nod on my way out. And uh, that's what people really think. Right on, brother. Gave him the old nod, like, yeah, and uh, yeah, because I was listening to a. Like I said I don't, I don't think I did talk about this, um, but I watched like a ten minute video of a GP talking about obviously the current living situation at the moment, and he was basically saying um, face masks just reduce the amount of oxygenated blood you can get within the body. Yeah. It actually does nothing to disease. It just stops the amount of oxygen and um, minimizes the amount of carbon dioxide that your body get so out of yeah. these masks obviously it's just like a very very slim working area for oxygen to get in and carbon dioxide to disperse from the body it fucking annoys me I've got, got guys in the gym so the gym I go to their their max capacity is 300 in a gym that's never seen 300 never people seen play 300. one go so it's 300 which is okay that's your rule I'm not gonna I'm gonna protest it or whatever um, well why would I protest that's nothing to protest and um <laughs> So they go around, they go checking to make sure they're not over capacity. They have to do, keep, so you can tell by looking that you're never going to be over capacity. And um, guy comes walking in one day. So um, me and uh, a fellow um, bitcher, give a shout out to my mate, Damon, who we uh, we, slightly, we put the world to rights. 
and we're talking about people who's like overly bang on about masks and shit. And as we're chatting about it, a guy almost almost as if to prove our point um, comes walking and he's wearing a mask. He's wearing gloves, not gym gloves, like actual rubber gloves. Like latex. Guy comes walking into the gym, obviously can't thumbprint scan because he's wearing gloves, takes it off, scans his way into the gym, puts his glove back on. You know, the same thumbprint scan that absolutely everybody who's coming and going has to touch with the pair of times a day. Yeah. So the guy touches that, comes walking in the gym. Then he's just doing his workout, wearing his mask and gloves. And it's like, if you are that concerned, go the fuck home because you are 100% open to anything that you might think is in the air. It's just whether you're. Um, your immune system can fight it or not. Are you healthy enough? He's exercising, so chances are he's probably healthy enough to, you know, not get infected. Because I do think that we're being um, led down the wrong path when it comes to disease getting in and out. The best way to battle it isn't to hide away from it completely. It's to become a healthy person and make sure that you are prepared um, for preparing your body for any battle that it might have. Um, exercising, just eat a good healthy diet. You know, rushing to McDonald's as soon as McDonald's open isn't the way to. You know, if you if you're at home and you're constantly scared, oh god, the court, I'm scared of the virus, I'm scared of the virus. But you can't wait to get to McDonald's in the drive-through. Use the same window that everyone's using, mm-hmm. and all this food that's being prepared by people that you don't know. It's it's not the way to go, mate. Like if you're scared, fucking eat some salad, eat some fucking lean meats, go for a run, exercise, prepare your body, don't hide. Cause that's not the way. You need your body to be introduced to some sort of. That's why when we, when we all got TB injections in school and stuff, it's yeah, being, it's being um. You know, I know I use that as a point actually. It's like inoculations as to why you probably don't need a lot of them. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but yeah, you, you sort of get given small doses of diseases so that your body is fully ready Prepared, for it yeah. should it come along. And so the full dose don't come along, hit you with mongo, and your body's had no experience with whatsoever. And um. Yeah, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get get your TV so shot. Did TV how did that work secret? out? Right, I never got punched in it like all the other kids. You no, know I mean, like, how did you end up not getting it? I don't remember. Um, did you just not turn did. up? Yeah, just, yeah, just didn't go. Was that just through pure gormlessness, or did you like just like? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I was young, so you know, I would have kind of just followed the pattern. So it's not like I was. Yeah. It's like I was. Um, being quote unquote woke, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, man." I'm having all that shit put in my body because it was like it's like a big thing, weren't it? Everyone's going, "Oh, the six pricks," which is you, you got first, which is like a it's like a stamp, like a clicker. Yeah, and um, yeah, the six pricks, and then after that, was it, it wasn't directly after? It was a few days afterwards, and you got the actual TB injection. Yeah, I didn't have none. It was probably one of the days where remember when you used to oh, I can't be asked going to school. It's kind of up to dad to take you, and instead he could just take to me nanas and. Your granddad will just back you up if the school phone's gone. Yeah. yeah, he's on the couch here, real. Yeah. It's probably one of them days where it just landed on on that day. I used to, I used to think back to that when dad used to do that shit. He'd be like getting ready to go to school and like mum was working early. It was dad's responsibility to take us to school that day. You go, dad, come on, we've got to go to school. He'd be like, I'll tell you what, I'll have the day off, don't tell your mum. like, nice! <laughs> Pro evolution all day. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I mean, thinking back, massively irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Height of laziness. Height of laziness. But you know what? We love you for it, Dad. And uh, didn't do us any harm. No, here we are now recording podcasts, making recording the big books. podcasts, making the big books, winning all the accolades. The Middleton podcast oh, uh, champion of the year, yeah. self-proclaimed. That's us. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, and we're kind of doing that big of a deal because my dad says before, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going Sean's. Oh, what are you doing? You're in a junkyard. Well... <laughs> <laughs> The old junkyard podcast. It's not called that, is it? Though. Um, what else we got going on? Let's stay on the track of um, 
we're talking um, anti-vaccine and all that sort of stuff. And while we're on this um, conspiracy road, let's segue into the Lebanon explosion yep. that went off. 200 plus tons of explosives clear out an area. The building that it was in, which was you know quite a tall building, you know it's not a skyscraper, but you know around there, didn't bring it down. So I think know where you're going with this. It but didn't. Go it didn't bring it down, right? So you got a building. A portion of it came down, but it oh. didn't come down, right? So that's 200 plus tons of fuel that was in storage or explosive toxics. But I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Do you know what it was? Nitro or something? Nah, yeah, I can't remember. Was... Right. Okay. Let's tell you what. As, as we're talking, let me find. I've, I've had it up on my phone here quite recently. So let me, as we do the old junkyard, <laughs> uh, junk land thing where we, we, we research something. As we're talking in the present, not yeah. in yeah. the past. We try and make it like that's not what we're doing at all. But I think I know where you're going to go with this. Um, are you going to compare this to another event where buildings came tumbling Ooh, down? I don't know. Yeah, so here we go. 2,750 metric tons of ammonium nitrate couldn't bring down a building, but two planes worth of jet fuel or one plane load of jet fuel could take down. The Twin Towers, that's yeah. like one per tower. So I've always kind of been like, I don't think for a second it was actually a group of terrorists took over a couple of planes and flew it into the Twin Towers and then the Pentagon and uh, blew it up and the towers fell down and that's the story. I don't for a second believe that. I do believe there is much, much, much more to it. And you kind of see stuff like this and you go, hmm the facts aren't they don't quite feel yeah. right do they like I say we've because is in the pentagon like 24 hours a day sort of the pentagon got a, um, absolutely like a selection of planes that are specifically trained to defend that sort of scenario Maybe. that happened to be out of the country that day for they training must, they must have ground guns that can take out incoming missiles and you say oh you say they're out that day training yeah Every i'm sure it was in a different I was in a different country. I mean, I don't know what kind of training they would do. Can't see him doing, you know, some yeah. suicides and some sprints and stuff. But yeah, there's um, <laughs> some burpees. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I heard something like that. That that selection of planes that was there for the defence was there was no footage of training. The, no footage of the Pentagon. No, yeah, no footage of it whatsoever. Um, and there was one of the terrorist passport happened to like a full building didn't make it, but one of the passports kind of. Just landed on the front near all the oh, yeah. near the rubble. In decent shape. Yeah, just uh, someone go. Oh my god! Oh, oh my look at this god, coincidence. Look at, this. Look um, at everything else. Jet fuel absolutely everywhere. Mm. And there's something to do with the owner of the the building happens taking um, insurance out on the building. What the Pentagon? No, of the Twin Towers. Sorry. All oh, right. Okay. Um, just before, I, I don't know. I'll, you know, like a, recently. Yeah. I mean, before it happened there's so much to it that we could we could do multiple episodes on it mm. you know the fact that the building the, the floors where the planes crashed into were like out of action for weeks before it when construction was going on the place and you know these kind of like loads of talks this sort of stuff going on but yeah i think i think the biggest the strangest thing of it all is how the buildings both collapsed in the exact same way came like, somewhere down like a jenga block just do 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 like almost controlled because it fell straight down. And I sorry, go on. No, I'm saying it fell straight down, but you know, all the all the burning and all the, the heat was concentrated towards the top of the building. So why would it have been the bottom that gave way? 
Yeah, obviously because heat travels up anyway, yeah. doesn't it? So it's always going to be. But but if you think about like any sort of war or any sort of mass killings like that, like for instance the World War, also the Nazi Germany was um, supplied by Jewish people, and they would kill Jewish people, like, and um, obviously like the the American peoples and with I don't know, like the Saudis or whatever, and obviously you know. There's always, there's always some sort of link there's always some sort yeah. of money like people have got no qualms in killing their own people for the wonga for the wonga yeah the johnny donga the, the cash the johnny cash the johnny cash <laughs> um yeah so obviously it's like not the least bit surprising um and wasn't napoleon what was the thing when napoleon did he he was french one yeah and when he have his eyes on the english and french war or something um so like the Napoleonic Wars, um, I mean, where, where are you going with this? Like, did, did, didn't he have no qualms in kind of going against the French or he... he, he I don't know. Wrong, he, or the misinformed, or there's something in it. I should have really looked into that before I opened my mouth. Oh, it's something to look into, though, isn't it, if you don't know too uh, much about it. Um, but yeah, so yeah the, I mean, a lot of... I mean, you think of even wars as recent as World War One and Two, for instance. Like That's what I'm saying, the Nazi Germany they're was all, they're the always Jews. like. Jewish big moves and like where you would sort of you would sacrifice your own men for the greater good. Mm. You know you would go okay you, you you send a small group down one path knowing very well they're going to get enemy fire in which you would send a bigger group around the back. You know just as yeah. an example that's not specific and knowing very well that the first wave of men are almost certainly going to die. You know it's like yeah you basically putting people directly in harm's way so you can make a Take tactical you can, you can get the tactical advantage in the long run. Although that's not what that is, because you know, if if, if it is to be believed that the government um, blew up the twin towers to start a war on oil, then it's all for financial gain, and it's more corporations that get the money than the actual countries themselves. It's um, George Bush's dad who had massive stakes in an arms company, who then sold tanks to America directly afterwards. Um, there's just there's so much to it, and a lot of people made money off the war. And a lot of people, money, war makes money. Mm. And if it's to believe that with the whole Pizzagate stuff that we've been covering recently, war also, it, it, it shakes up families, it puts kids into systems, it, people go missing. So the whole human trafficking thing as well, which is like a massive money maker all over the world. Again, with war comes opportunity there as well. Yeah. And if you destabilize countries, yeah, that's it. You can just pluck kids up out of nowhere. And a lot of these countries, you know, they're not registering every baby that they have at birth and there's no like there's no there's no tracing system to make sure you know exactly who this kid is check the dental records where have they, like where have they had surgery in the past where there's no social service none of that it's just a family can have some kids and that's it they go missing it's hard to trace yeah that's even if there even if there is an interest in you know if you can fucking find madeline mccann mm. what chances some piss poor kid got from the middle east so like I say, we spoke about before the Haitian kind of yeah. Um, That's it, yeah. Hurricanes go through Haiti. Yeah, all these families get lost. Then all these um, what do you call them? Like uh, the the foundations and the trusts that go into help look like they're going into help sweep up yeah. a few children, bang them straight into the cycle, sell them. Have you seen these videos of um, Joe Biden sniffing kids? Yeah, it's very disturbing. It's fucking disgusting, right? So. I hate that people, I know it's always like these, 
you know, celebs, like, you always get very sort of left-wing democratic celebrities. They always believe in the same shit, and then people who follow those celebrities believe in the exact same shit as well. So Billie Eilish, recently, who recently tweeted years ago, don't believe a word I... Why would anyone believe a word I say? I am Satan, or something along those lines. <clears throat> she makes it a plea to the world not to vote for... Or to America not to vote for Donald Trump. If you care at all about the world, you absolutely must vote for Joe Biden. Not It's like... Why the fuck would you vote for Joe Biden? The guy sniffs kids. <laughs> the guy's a, a pervert. Like there's it, there's many many videos about that out of him being a pervert, touching up little kids and whispering and like being inappropriate even around the parents and because yeah, pressing videos, himself up against the back of kids and stuff and kids like looking like visibly uncomfortable, forcibly positioning them, yeah, so like by his side as opposed to being anywhere in the room, like purposely reach out to him and like direct him in front of him. Why if that was Donald Trump? the media would rip him to shreds mm. and then people would fall in line and start saying the same shit. Donald Trump says this, like this, well, we said it last, last week, he talks about grabbing girls by the pussy, he talks about when he was younger and he was just banging girls left, right and centre who fucking just wanted to be with billionaires, you know, hoping to bag themselves a billionaire who might die in a few years yeah. so they can take all the money, like, take advantage of that lifestyle. And people say he's a pervert, he's a racist, he's a when there's actually no proof behind a lot of it. Is all these videos a joke? I don't understand. I do not understand. Well, I do understand. It's because the media have a vested interest in protecting Joe Biden and getting him in power. So yeah. they don't talk about it. And it's just, it's fucking crazy to me that people just ignore that. I mean, someone like Billie Eilish, she must have seen it. Unless she's that busy with being a celebrity that she actually has no clue in politics and her views come from rich people around her. I mean, Justin Bieber reached out to her, didn't he? When she was first coming through, saying, it, you know, it's a scary industry. You know, it's a dangerous industry. You can be like, you can feel alone. You can feel kind of manipulated and mm -hmm. abused. And he kind of reached out to her and said, you know, I want to know, even though I don't know her personally, if she ever kind of needs someone to talk to or a helping hand or, you know, a leader direction, like to reach out to him because yeah. obviously he's been there from, what was he, 14 or something he came yeah. in? Yeah, he was, yeah, young. So he must have seen and been through a shit ton of stuff in that industry. I, I, I really, really like Justin Bieber. Um Obviously, when he was he was at his youngest, it was cool to not like Justin Bieber because he had everything. Plus, he was like, say, like a bit of a dick as he well. Had he, money, he, had, yeah, he had the money, yeah, had the money, the looks, and we had fucking nothing. So obviously, you're gonna hate him for it. And um, now, as he's got older, obviously, he's clued up and he knows the scripts. He's matured, Danny. Like matured. It's just a normal guy, and he's just he's making his music, but he's probably making the music that he wants to make now. You know, it's not as not as popular as some of his earlier manufactured shit. Um, and he's, just, he's kind of just doing himself now, but at the same time, I mean, only in his music videos, he has that pretty boy look. Yeah. You know, he's got his perfectly groomed, you know, pink hair. But when you see him in real life, guys, fucking don't shave, his hair looks a mess. He's, like a, he's got a shitty moustache, you know, just like a normal guy. And the way he talks about people like Billie Eilish, he says like, you know, it's a, it's a horrible life. People are your best friends are, selling you out the next minute and I, I can't even imagine what it you must like it's nice to have the money i guess but at the same time you must get passed from pillar to post like you are just a fucking prize cow use cattle and then when your record label gets bored you it's like fuck i need to find another record label now yeah and they're all talking about you how you should look how you should dress that's it man these guys that have had your back and have been helping you out and you know with your house and your cars and trying to dictate how you live to to, to, to look to the general public and now all of a sudden like all them guys are not communicating with you they're not asked kick you to the gun after the next, thing. the next one 
Yeah. Like the Britney Spears effect, isn't it, when she went crazy wow, and all that? Yeah. Well, she's just now recently, um, she's putting in to get out of her dad's control, isn't she? What do you mean? Because her dad has, um, what's, what's the term now? He has, yeah, basically legally, he has control over all her assets. So all her money coming in, everything she owns, her dad is like the legal, um, what's the term? Like, he's it's, it's like, it's like her proxy, almost like he can say, he, he controls everything. She doesn't get to make decisions on her life based on mental illness. She gave all control over to her dad, all power, and he's not let go of it. So then there's this whole campaign, this hashtag Free Britney. And if you look into it, it's deep. Someone put on, um, I don't know, we said this about Justin Bieber, like touch your hat if you know, you've been abused. Yeah. And he touches his hat and it goes, oh my God. You know, but then if you look back at the video, that message was actually only there for a second. And he touched his hat about 30 times in the entire video. So you know, he could easily have put that together. But someone says, Brittany, if you're um, if you're being abused or if you're under control of your, your parents and you want and you want to be free of it, wear a yellow shirt in your next video. That's not exactly what he said, but it's along those lines. Then in the next video, she wore a yellow shirt, but then she actually spoke about this yellow shirt in the video. Like, hi guys, um, as you notice, I'm wearing my yellow shirt. It's my favorite yellow shirt. Like, really made a point about the yellow mm. shirt. And it's kind of like, hmm, did she see that message? Did she respond to it? Like, is that a message out? And it kind of like fueled up more of the free Britney fire. Yeah. So now she's actually sort of making a stand and she's like put forward a case now to try and gain control of her career. Because that's, that's a, another perfect example, isn't it? Like, not just abuse from the industry, but like abuse that we as people yeah. just give out. We, like, we're all, we're, like, we're all guilty of like mental abuse. Like, you think about like, so someone like Britney who, she was talking about hit me baby one more time. My loneliness is killing me. She was 15 in that video. Dressing like She was a dressed up like, yes, like, almost like a, a guy in his 50s, some sexist fucking guy in an office fucking cigars, blowjobs. And he's like talking, oh yeah, like Britney kid, yeah, I get dressed up like a schoolgirl. Just some seedy man came up with the idea for the video. And then she's dancing around, hit me baby one more time. You listen to the lyrics, like me and Lois were driving and uh, we just put, we're talking about this and then we, just, we put on some of her records. And she's like, my loneliness is killing me. And it's just like, what are you talking about? My loneliness is killing me. Like you're 15 years old. Like yeah. you don't know shit about that. Like you shouldn't know anything about that. And then like all these sexual, like really sexualized lyrics hit me baby one more time. What even is that? Mm. Like, what's that supposed to mean? Is it, yeah, it's like, that sounds like, it sounds like talking about sex to me. Yeah. When you listen back to it now as an adult and it's like, and then you go through a full career and it's like how much control. And then she goes through a thing where she shaves her head. And it's like that South Park episode, Britney's new look. Yeah. Britney Spears has done the crazy. <laughs> what a fucking train wreck Britney Spears is. Then the world's talking about Britney being a train wreck. Every time she has an issue with her kids, Britney Spears is the shittest mother in the world. And you're only human. Like, how much that shit can one person take yeah. before they hit breaking point and just fall to pieces? And, and obviously, that's what happened. And then her dad took over her estate and refused to give it back. And then the worst of it is, people go, can I just go that money? What's she got to be upset about? And it's like, more to life than money though like this fucking paparazzi lay on the floor as she gets out of a car Britney Spears isn't wearing underwear there's a fucking photographer lay on the floor taking a picture of the girl's fanny and then stick it in the papers that should be illegal yeah so, yeah very, very That's sexual abuse that is sexual abuse and we all read that and go oh my god fucking Britney Spears steaming going into a nightclub what is this like what a, what a fucking yeah steaming she is absolutely like, we, we don't get steaming we're all perfect. We don't get steaming. We don't act silly. 
if, if I was to get out of a car and I saw a paparazzi with his camera pointed at my skirt, I certainly would get out differently. Sure, Walter would have got the biggest <laughs> dick I've ever seen. <laughs> like, what? Like, how? No, that's why now when I read this shit, I'm just like, nah. I just, mm. I, it's I, I, easy to get roped into it as it's well. It's easy. Love Island like, comes still. on. Everyone goes, oh my God, let's all just spend a minute to consider mental abuse and, and mental illness and let's not be abusive to people that we don't know. Then the second the attractive girl who goes into the house on whatever show it is, fucking bends over and gets a bit of cellulite or she's got big teeth, whatever, and everyone goes, oh, that big teeth fucking bitch cheated on that guy. Like, why are you, why are you so surprised that she cheated on the guy that she met two days ago in a show that's about shagging in a house? Yeah, like, why are you all so surprised? Like, fuck you all for even thinking like that about someone you don't even know. Like, who it. do you think you are? Don't watch it if you get so mad. And, like, people hashtag, be kind, be kind, someone commit suicide. And then the second someone's in the jungle having a shower in a bikini, it's like, oh, oh you fat bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't have a shower if that was me. When, you, when you were 21, you used to be skinny, but now you're in your 30s. What a fat hog you are. <laughs> it's like, sorry. So celebrities age differently, like well, anyone who doesn't have that adrenal curl, they're aging. That's it, mate. That's it. I mean, I know Ellen DeGeneres. I'm no Ellen DeGeneres fan. I fucking hate her. I always have. But um, someone posted a picture recently, going, "Look at Helen now. Look at all the stresses." And the they post a picture of a years ago in the prime of a show on a marketing poster, which has obviously been she's been done brushed with makeup, up. brushed up, airbrushed, lighting on point to a video, not even a selfie, but a video. So if I'm doing a video now, you could pause at any point and I guarantee you get me doing this face. <laughs> and that face. If you compare me at my best to me then, I go, look at this guy. He is, this guy's put on so much weight. Fat neck gangling all over. I'm like, Sean <laughs> Slobby Waldron. <just laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean Waldron has really let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Hog Waldron. <laughs> Sean Big Nose Waldron. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Helen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres? Helen DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres. No H. I fucking hate that bitch. She's, she's pure evil. Yeah. Like, the way people talk about her in the show. Don't make eye contact with her. You can't make eye contact with her. Who do you think you are? Just because you're a celebrity now. James you... Corden's supposed to be similar as well. I fucking always hate it. We're going about the same slagging celebrities. I've always hated James Corden as well. Nobody's that nice in real life. Mm -hmm. If you were that nice and you have no flaws on camera, there must be some demons hiding behind that camera. I'm telling you. Same with Dwayne Johnson. Controversial one. Not a fan. But you'll say to his face. What the fuck's he going to do? Beat me up. I'll make one out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he can rip me clean in half if he wants. Um, no, there's something going on with that guy. But Dwayne. Dwayne. But maybe I'm wrong. Kevin Hart loves him. and I I'm, I'm genuinely believe Kevin Hart's a sound guy. Mm. Um... You know, the, the only dirt I've ever managed to dig up on Kevin Hart is something homophobic he said in a stand-up years ago. Yeah. Which isn't a problem at all because it was a fucking joke. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about Dwayne Johnson. It's something about him, but I say that. I don't wear all the Project Rock shit in the gym. I've got a fucking brown bull hat on. I've got a fucking pop vinyl with a rock on there. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm on him. Until I see some sturdy kind of evidence... I don't really yeah, like no, you're right. I actually take that back. Think, I, I, I think I've, maybe there's a bit of that jealousy thing. What I'm talking about with um, like Justin, Justin Bieber, all like, tequila and his own brand. Always smiling, being happy. He's a fucking cunt. He's good at absolutely everything. I love. He's in a fucking star in a Disney movie as a as a fucking singing cartoon character. Is <laughs> um fucking rock bottoming people at WrestleMania. <laughs> like that's one something to hate about this guy. You know, what I think it is. I think it's because I hate the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm -hmm. And he sort of embodies... I think, no, what it is, is he embodies the sort of movie I, I hate. So Fast and the Furious, Rampage, um, I don't know. Names over the top. The skyscraper one that is obviously diad on steroids. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's I hate his films, not so much him. 
Welcome to the Jungle was a, I thought it was one of these underdog kind of films. Oh, that was great, that film. That was a top film. And uh, I'll tell you what, actually, it's quite good. Um, the, the fucking, the Jumanji movies. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. Uh, I, I think just because Jack Black, I love Jack Black. Big Jack Black fan. Uh, Kevin Hart's great. And um, the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy, who's in it, who's actually Scottish in real life. Mm. Does a cracking American accent. Was his name? Angus. <laughs> Friends quote. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, I assume you're listening. Soz. Well, the bottle's tequila on you. I tell you what, let's... Um, should we dig into the reason why we started recording today? What, then? I feel like it's a, good, it's a good time. So talking about sort of celebrities coming up um, from the ground up, uh, mental abuse, physical abuse, and then that being a lifestyle that molds a person. Um, Michael Jackson. Yes. Michael Jackson is the perfect example of a human being who is the product of his upbringing. So is he guilty of the crimes that people have accused him of so so many uh, how many accounts of um, pedophilia um, sexual abuse um, getting a minor intoxicated with wine and then raping them uh, there's the documentary that came out recently with the two victims um, there's the Mike Bashir thing obviously years ago yeah where... so I personally I don't think Michael Jackson is guilty of any of the crimes he's been accused of. Nope. I don't think he's a pedophile. I don't think he's a rapist. I do think that he has a very strange personality that isn't accepted in our society, which is being very close to children, um, almost having childlike qualities and a childlike frame of mind. Basically trying to live his childhood. I wouldn't even say trying to live. I would say actually living his childhood as an adult um, because he's, he's not got the same grasp on reality as me and you do. And who's to say that that way of thinking is wrong? Maybe he was just genuinely so pure of heart that he would spend his time around kids, play games with kids, and in his mind, he felt nothing of it. Yeah, I mean, even just... after he got accused of it, he still continued to do it. And what doesn't sit right with me is that when celebrities are accused of this shit, and if they are worth a lot of money, it's usually hidden for years and years and years until it can't be hidden anymore, mm. vis-a-vis R. Keller, who was pissing on kids in the shower and we all still listen to his music. It's like, oh, what? He pissed on a kid in the shower? What? She was 15? Yeah, but Bump and Grind is a fucking tune. Mm. World's Greatest. Still listening to that. I Believe I Can Fly. The guy who wrote I Believe I Can Fly can't be pissing on kids. So you still listen to him? Artists still made music with him until it got to the point where the details came out and they were, his, his ex-wife was talking about him. She fucking won't let him see his kids. All his victims came out and it's like, shit. We all played a part in this. Mm. We all played a part in this by continuing to listen to him. Which brings up another debate. If somebody's guilty of that crime, or guilty of any crime, should you hold their accountable? Should you hold the artist and the artist's product accountable for the same things? Should you cancel out their art? Which is probably another episode. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do we listen to R. Kelly's solo music? No. But if I'm listening to a fucking Kanye West song featuring R. Kelly, yeah, I'm probably still going to listen to that. Yeah. You know, he's the feature on it. But let's circle back to Michael Jackson. So, do you think he's guilty? Nope. I mean, I've got a tattoo of him on my uh, left arm, so I definitely do not think he's guilty. I think regarding that last documentary where the two guys who were the main accusers, um, I honestly got, I think, for four hours or however long that lasted, I think they were just fucking lying for four hours straight. I honestly got to think they do because they're liars 
And if anyone comes out to me and says, oh, victim blaming or blah, 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 whatever. No, they are, by the very definition of the word, liars. Because in court, under God, if you believe in that sort of thing, they said he was innocent after saying he was guilty. Yeah. So they said two different things in court. And now they're saying a third thing now. So they've called him guilty twice, innocent once. By the very definition, they are liars. So their opinions and their, their stories mean nothing to me. Yeah. So you've already lied. For what financial gain? Because that's what they said they did it for. Like, what's it for now then? Is all your money run out? Just so, how much he making off this TV show? Sorry, you wanted to jump in. No, so I was going to say, so like, he obviously met Jordan Chandler, which was the first kid. And that was just like, so coincidence they met him. So basically his limousine broke down. Long story short. Um, Michael Jackson's limousine broke down. Yeah. Somebody's obviously seen, who ironically knew somebody who owned a car rental place, phoned him up. And the place they phoned up was Jordan Chandler's stepdad. And his dad had been absent for years. Like, his dad just didn't want nothing to do with him. So, obviously, his stepdad, I think he's called David Schwartz, I think, phones uh, his wife up and says, Michael Jackson's broke down at rare, rare, rare. I'm going to send him a car. You and Jordan, off, like, go and see him. Like, obviously, he's not going to go see Michael Jackson broke down on the side of the road. Fucking hell. And the way it comes across was, like, they kind of forced Jordan and, like, made Michael Jackson feel like they owed him something because of the help they give. So obviously John John Law hence gets introduced to Neverland and they get close and um, they're about to go touring with Michael Jackson, one of his tours. His dad comes back into the picture and says, no, because that's going to interfere with uh, mine and Jordan's relationship. Um, so basically it was his dad and then his dad wanted more communication with Jordan and yeah. he... He has him, so his mum says, "Okay, you can have him for a week, and then we're gonna go and do our thing." Long story, he keeps him for more than a week, holds him pretty much, holds him like a hostage. Um, and it basically his dad that pushes the whole agenda, and he gets in touch with lawyers. And there's actually a phone recording with a stepdad saying, "If you don't put a stop to this, and if you actually go on tour, and if you do this, this, and this with Michael Jackson, um, and if you get any kind of financial gain from this without me receiving anything, I am gonna make up so many stories that." he's going to be fucking just defeated before he's even drops his next single. Really? Yeah, like... Wait, so I'm confused. Did Michael Jackson actually have him held hostage? No, no. So, Jordan's real dad basically had him held hostage. Oh, yeah, Jordy Chandler held yeah, hostage. Yeah, he's not bothered with him for years until the Michael Jackson thing came. And then he wanted to know because his dad was, um, I think he was a... Was, was he a screenwriter? I think he was a screenwriter. So, yeah, yeah his whole yeah, thing yeah. was um, he wanted to basically product, produce some film because and he had no finance to do it. Geordie Channel wasn't on the documentary, was it? No. It was the other, it was the dancer who's still working now. Yeah. And the other kid, I don't know what the other kid did, but he was around, he was on the Pepsi advert with him, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously he beats the case and then years later, there was, the Michael Jackson helped the family with a child who had cancer in 2003, 2004. Um, what's his name? Victor Gutierrez. Okay. Um, but after the Jordan Chandler case, California actually made a law up where, because he had two cases running alongside. So Michael Jackson had a civil case with Jordan Chandler and he had a criminal case with Jordan Chandler. The civil case is obviously between the two parties. That's the financial gain. Yeah. The criminal case was, okay, if you get found guilty for this, you're doing fucking big time. Um, and... Michael Jackson had to defend himself civilly before he could even think about the criminal. But then the argument was, he's got to go on video. There's like a couple of ways he did it. Michael Jackson obviously chose to defend himself via video with his defense. 
But now, obviously, if he's defending himself, he's telling of the criminal case, his defence. So then the lawyers for the criminal case can go, okay, I know your defence. I'm just going to fucking work around that. So if you're giving me this date and this time, I'm going to exclude that and I can kind of work around it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all sorts. They told him, uh, John and Chandler kind of said he had mis- uh, he was circumcised. That's obviously a, a trait of his. He wasn't circumcised. FBI had hours and hours and hours of um, a route through his computers and stuff like that within the house. Not one trace of child pornography or anything like that was found. And also, you think um, Macaulay Culkin, yeah, who was with Michael Jackson a lot because he was in the black and white music video with him, right? Yeah. Uh, so he was good friends with Michael Jackson, even during like the whole Home Alone thing, Michael Jackson would pop in and visit him. There was also, Co- is it Corey Haim? Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Um, Corey Feldman. Corey Haim was his friend, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's the other Corey. Uh, Corey Feldman spent a lot of time with Michael Jackson's friends growing up. Both of those guys said Michael Jackson was never once um, inappropriate around them. Never once. So it's kind of weird that the kids that have money, that are kind of in the industry, um, never said a word. And even now, as adults, both of them have kind of shunned Hollywood. Um Macaulay Culkin hasn't said, I mean, he supports um, Corey Feldman, but Corey Feldman, who is just dropping names left, right, and centre, um, he's done a film. He's not said a word about Michael Jackson, so he has no interest in protecting him whatsoever, um, which I find interesting because if you are, whatever your, your sexual preference, whatever your sexuality, even if you're a paedophile or not, I don't think you would pick and choose your targets in that way because when that urge takes over you probably put logic in the back seat mm. for that moment and that time so if you're a single guy and you're with a girl who two hours ago you thought i probably shouldn't mess around with this girl because maybe we work in the same building or maybe um my friend's interested in her or whatever you know for whatever logical reason you think it's not a good idea to mess around with this girl Maybe you, you're together one night, you have a few drinks together, maybe something happens, maybe that logic goes in the backseat. So if Michael Jackson was a paedophile and he was around um, the rich kids, so um, Macaulay Culkin and Fellmans, yeah, he probably thinks maybe I shouldn't because they're in the limelight. But at the time, at the time, maybe they're watching a movie together and the fucking paedophile urge takes over and whatever, whatever you call that, and he starts fucking, he's probably going to put that logic in the backseat, but it just turns out it was always the broke kids. Yeah. It was the broke kids and then these same kids now are coming forward years later because what the broke are getting are the adults and they're saying the same shit. And it's on, like on camera with his little Mickey Mouse ring saying, Michael bought me this. There's a little gift. He bought me this shit. There's a fucking disgusting documentary as well. That I didn't even bother watching it. I'll fair. never watch it again. Um, but I mean, it's like Macaulay Culkin said, he's like, yeah, kids have stayed in his room, but he's fucking Michael Jackson. His room's two stories. Like, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a fucking big ass room. Yeah. And like I was chatting about Victor Gutierrez, um, he, Michael Jackson was so, so-called funding his treatment. But what he didn't know is that he was insured. So his treatment was getting paid for anyway by the insurance. Oh, turn that off. <laughs> um, yeah, he, 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 so he was just basically, like, they was getting his medical bills paid for already as well as getting it topped up off Michael Jackson. Um, they asked Jordan Chandler to come to court and Jordan Chandler said no because what he's being accused of is uncharacteristic of him. I don't think he's capable of doing what they said he did. Yeah. Um, 
like I said about the civil case and the criminal case, after that trial, obviously he's give his defence away, he's give X amount of millions away. Obviously he's fucking, he's got a tour coming up. He, like he, he's basically got to do that. He didn't want to. Um, it was going back and forth for years on on, on the on the figures and the amounts. But now there's a thing in California where the criminal case has to come before the civil case because obviously Michael Jackson gives his defence up so they know everything. He Every hand Michael Jackson's got, they know it. So now from in California, you have to do your criminal case, which is obviously the main one, and then the civil case after that. Okay. okay. So it's actually changed laws so within the state. Did you, so um, on, on one of Michael Jackson's albums, I think it might have been before history, it's certainly on history, a song called DS, where it talks that about- That was history. Yeah, so he talks about uh, Thomas Snedden in, in the lyrics of the song. Like, Tom Snedden was a Tom Snedden. Don. Don. No, it's Tom. It's Don. Don Snedden is a cold man. Oh, so that's called DS in it's his initials. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, is, that, is that a nickname for Thomas then? Because I, when I was looking up, his full name is Thomas Snedden. Was it? I thought it was Don. No, it's a little Google. But yeah, because obviously... Oh, why is that? Put that on silent. That's Thomas W. Snedden Jr. Oh, don't want to feed him. I mean, the song is called DS. Because um, obviously yeah, it was like his past hits on it and some new shit. Because he had the song Money. I would do anything for money. Anything, anything. Yeah. Sigh for you, die for you. Sell my soul to the devil. Um, he had the tune with Bigger. What's the tune had with Bigger on that as well, didn't it? I don't know. Yeah, the tune with Bigger. Um, oh, it was going to be an absolute bang off Michael Jackson. Mate, Bigger, if you listen to it, so... This is Michael Jackson's fucking diss track, basically. So, Thomas Snedden obviously made a lot of money going up against Michael Jackson. Yeah, because that's how that's that's the thing in court, right? So, one of the big rules is if if you want to kill somebody off or you want to make some money, then just time up in court. One of you is, is eventually going to spend so much money that you're going to go broke and it's going to kill you off eventually. Yeah. And that's what he did with Michael. So, if you're a lawyer in that case, you're obviously going to say to these kids or the parents of these kids, keep it going. This is gonna. We'll keep it going, keep it going, keep it going until he can't go until, until his skin. And that's exactly. They nearly made him go skin, but Michael Jackson's never gonna go skin. Yeah. But he did eventually end up selling off a lot of his property, didn't he? Yeah. And it almost did kill him off. But like, you listen to the lyrics, and it's so this is Michael Jackson talking about Thomas Snedden and a song called DS. They want to get my ass dead or alive. You know he really tried to take me down by surprise. I bet he missioned with the CIA. He don't do half what he say. And you got the chorus, the second verse. He out shocking every single way. He'll stop at nothing just to get his political say. He think he bad because he's BSTA. I bet he never had a social life anyway. You think he brother with the KKK. I know his mother never taught him the right way. He want your vote just to remain TA. He don't do half of what he say. So basically it goes on to say it's just all fucking political, financially driven. Does he send letters to the FBI? Did he say either? Oh, mate, the guy, Michael Jackson went in on him on this song. <laughs> Shit. That's what I mean, Michael Jackson dropping it. Like, you know he does some serious shit. If Michael Jackson is sending a diss track for you. That's it, mate. It's an absolute banger as well. <laughs> it is a banger. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? Like, Michael Jackson is the fucking, like, it's almost like, he, he's almost got here, isn't he? Like, you think about, like, how humans, like, how we idolize people of that stature yeah like if this was a thousand years ago he would probably be remembered as a god yeah because he was he's the kind of celebrity that we would i would say this hand on heart 
the kind of celebrity we will never see again because he existed in a time of no social media. So to see Michael Jackson was either pictures in a magazine, newspaper, an album cover, which people stared at for hours. So like the Thriller cover, um, fucking off the wall. Like kids had these in the rooms and just stared at them, propped up on the wall, a record. Look at the site. These images are iconic. Like you don't really get iconic album covers anymore because it's all digital. You don't really see yeah. it too much. So they're not iconic, like, I don't know, I think of a late um, iconic art. Get Rich or Die Trying, 50 Cent, that picture of him, no top on. Yeah. You know, that's an iconic image. You look at that, you go, fucking hell, like, you remember it, every detail of it in your head right now. There aren't many of those that exist because everything's just digital. We don't really look. We're too busy looking through videos of the person, doing this, doing that. You get to see the best and the worst of celebrities. You can love them one minute, hate them the next because of what they said on the video. Information travels so fast. But with Michael, if you heard Michael Jackson was coming to the arena near you, you're like, what? Mm. I mean, our mum went to see Michael Jackson two, three times. Three times. She said one of the concerts, there was a curtain, and it was just his feet, you know, them black slippers with yeah. the white socks. So it just lifted up a few inches, and it just, you just saw his feet, and everyone was just going, ah, ah, losing his shit. ah, people passing out, ah, ah. She says, like, people was going fucking mental, and then it came up a little bit, and it went, and everyone's going ah, and you can imagine how sick that. I was vibing. I was making a brew before in the kitchen through some icon going absolutely apeshit. And then um, she said, on the next one, um, it's just dark, and then poof, light, and he's just there in his fucking sick jacket with a you know just shiny shit on the sleeves. Just she says he doesn't move, his head to the side like this, and he just doesn't move for about five minutes. And everyone's just still non-stop screaming ah, and then. Moves his head a little bit, and everyone just ah, starts, starts off again. It's about fifteen minutes straight, just nothing but like subtle movements. And then it kicks off. There's a if you seen the Bucharest DVD? No, his performance. It's the same thing. Pitch black, you can't see him. People go mad. Like you say, he shines up. Guy stands still five minutes. Like for the first fifteen minutes, the guy moves his head about twenty five degrees, and it's just a crowd going mad. Like say people passing wow. out, having to get carried over the like after crowds, have to get um, crowd surfed out of the arena. Like, I don't even know people even got back in, like, had to stand at the back. Just fucking But could you imagine overcome. that? No. That's like the Beatles had that effect on people. Mm. So people doing it for the Beatles when they performed. You got Michael Jackson, Elvis, Bob Marley. Who else? Um, I can't, I mean, other people are just like, I wouldn't say John on that. I mean, Freddie Mercury is like, boom, like that, that. But I wouldn't even put him at that level. Because even the four you just mentioned, then they're like, the kings of their genre. Absolute kings. And even which didn't Elvis marry a 14-year-old as well? And nothing gets spoke of. Yeah. Came to Germany, came back from Germany with a kid for a wife. Yeah. Nothing got spoke of, even to this day, because he's still worth still worth millions. But again, of his genre, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. King of pop with Michael Jackson. Like, fuck you know. And you think like Bob Marley, who like actually, when you see artists these days who say they stand for something, Bob Marley got told a night before he goes on stage, if you perform tonight, you're going to die, mate. Like, mm. someone is going to kill you if you perform. Guy, boom, goes on stage, sings, smashes it, comes off stage, say to him, you got a death threat last night. Why did you go on stage? And he said, hate doesn't take a day off, so why should love? Yeah. Like, that, that alone, shit. You knew, like, you were convinced someone was going to kill you that night, but you still performed anyway. And you performed like it was your last performance, because it might have been. Yeah. But you still went on. Like, fuck you now, man. Like, this is, this is God tier. Like, Michael Jackson couldn't go to a place without everybody turning up. Guys spent money just to have a supermarket filled with actors to go around, do shopping so he can grocery shop like a normal human being. 
which is like, it's, it's sad though at the same time. It's like, awful. It's, imagine that as a life. Like He had no choice in it either. He had yeah. no choice. What was he going to do after the Jackson 5 stuff? That was his life from growing up. Got abused by his dad. Got forced into it. Physically abused. Like if you miss a step, fucking hammered until you got it right. No so, love shown. What's, what's he going to do? Quit and go work in... You don't know what to do. You don't even, he, he couldn't work in any, he couldn't work anywhere. Go work in a warehouse. He's never been told anything other than you're absolutely amazing his entire life. Hmm. Like, how can you even be a, a normal human being after that? And then through all this as well, he's getting ridiculed off people. Dad used to call him ugly. Said so the big nose. So what did he do? He got surgery. Got it shortened. Then what do people say? Oh, fucking hell! Came over surgery. Yeah. He also had the vitiligo as well. And the people's going, oh, look, it wants to be white. Like, no, I've got an actual medical condition that is forcing this hand of me to become white. Yeah. And people still like, nah, he's bleaching his skin. He wants to become white. Can you bleach And then skin? he became, um, as a figure, as being like anti-black. He's like, no, I've got a bit of lago. Like, yeah. There's nothing I can do. My pigmentation is fucked. Yeah. He probably, a lot of his nose surgeries probably, he probably felt like, but a lot of the plastic surgery stemmed from the Pepsi advert, didn't it? That's where his addiction to that came from. Got set on fire, didn't it? Yeah, so it was like a spark went off earlier. Boom. Obviously, ridiculous amounts of hairspray. Set on fire. Um, third degree burns. Had to have plastic surgery. And obviously, it just became addiction from there. It's a shame, isn't it? Because when you see what he looked like before he died, it's like he just fucking... He was butchered. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's a butchered version of like... You see like the little, little picture like little Michael, Afro, singing Ben, ABC, you know, that sort of stuff. Little cute kid. And then you got like um, off the wall, yeah. I mean, he obviously wasn't racist towards his own um, his own nationality, his own um, his culture, his own skin color, because he he embodied black culture for for the longest time. Mm. Like working with Quincy Jones, you know, doing the whole everything he did with Quincy Jones was like, was, you know, it was, it was it was exactly what it was. It wasn't white music. It was black music. It was Motown. It was classed as that. And then yeah. He was a perfectionist as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, have you seen the This Is It film? Yes. And like everything. Just working just, with everyone, making yeah. sure everything was on point. Even where, um, so he did a lot with Slash. Um, so those who don't know, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses. And so Slash did the... Yeah. So like when he does that live with Slash, but Slash is like, he's, he's another one. He's just an all-out musician. He's just like, the money is second. So just fucking... Just rocking. Bro, yeah, just fucking rocking. And um, he's on stage, bam, 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 like Michael's like waiting for his chance to come back in. But Slash, like, he's, I heard him in an interview. He said he was just that many just fans, Michael Jackson level crowds. Like, yeah, he's big, but he's not Michael Jackson big. And he's like, I'm fuck, I didn't want to give up. That's why he's like, nah, 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 nah. I just the crowd was loving it, and he wanted it's it to jab right from there. He's like, he's like, he's like, he wanted it to last for as long as possible. But you watch that video back now, and you see Michael like doing his thing, like, and he's going, going, hey, hey. <laughs> I, he's like trying to show he's going right he's like come on now stop like slashing it now I just felt it and he said when he got backstage like Michael just screamed him down for it Did he? <laughs> he said he got bollocks because that was his thing now like that was his show that he'd set up like it was almost you never know it might have been like a fucking autism level fucking attention to detail from Michael yeah you don't know that I remember there was a story of him uh, he performed in England and Princess Diana was in the crowd and um, Princess Diana's favorite song was Dirty Diana, but Michael didn't want to sing it because he felt like he might be disrespecting the princess. So uh, he meets Princess Diana backstage and she, she's like, oh, I love the set, but I'm like really upset that he didn't sing uh, Dirty Diana. It's my absolute favorite song of yours. So he apologizes and then he sings the full thing a cappella right there and then for her. Which is uh, fucking amazing, isn't it? Sick. Yeah. It's princess level. Uh, That's it. Imagine me and you go up to Mike going, yo, Mike. Decent <laughs> show, Mike, but... Uh... 
do take down for us, could you? <laughs> God, no, mate, you, you get out of my side. <laughs> like, you couldn't imagine the officer goes, Michael Jackson, he, he, he kind of yeah. talks like this. Come on, yeah. child, let's, let's go and play. Let's go play. And that's ignorant. You couldn't imagine that guy just screaming, but it's like, that's obviously, to some extent, his persona, his, his public persona in it, it's obviously not him. As soon as he gets home, he scratches his balls in. Can you imagine what it's like, like backstage? I mean, we've we've gone from like having uh, trying to have an open conversation about whether we thought Michael Jackson was innocent or guilty, and what we've actually done is we've uh, just basically shown our hand that we're completely biased. But at the same time, um, when you're growing up as a kid, it was almost like there was just jokes about Michael Jackson being a paedophile and touching. Like, how do you know when it's bedtime in Michael Jackson's house when they began touching the little hand and all that sort of stuff? And that was almost like a joke when you were a kid growing up that you didn't really, you didn't really actually take the serious side of it yeah. serious at all. I mean, absolutely. You didn't actually well. consider the idea that he actually did touch kids. It was just like a, a weird joke. But then, like as you sort of get older and you look into it and you go, "Hang on, there are people being accused of shit with evidence to back it up that nobody does anything about." Oh, like Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein got away with it for the longest time until it, until Me Too, Me Too movement, and I feel like. If he was so in with the industry people, and he really was a paedophile, I reckon it would have, it would have got squashed for, for years. Yeah, that's it. He would have had the powers, wouldn't it? To yeah, he, people he's, to he's, get it covered up. His team would have covered it up for him. Hundred percent. His record labels. I don't. I can't remember who he was signed to for sort of like the back end of his career. But well, not even the back end of his career. He was on what Motown Records for a while. I'm not sure he was on Sony. You imagine somebody in Sony would have been like, right, we need to fucking put a stop to this. Because there are only really four record labels. Everything else are products of those record labels. Yeah. And there is so much money flowing through those that you can't afford to have your main guy. A paedophile. Yeah. So what do you do? You squash it? Like, I'm sure the amount of fucking drugs and alcohol that go through the music industry, rock stars, pop stars, producers, you name it, all these guys are doing dodgy shit on fucking boats surrounded by women. But... You don't really squashed. see it. You know what I mean? You don't hear about it. Like, so that's why Epstein had his private island because it's like, okay, that's your place to do it. Do what you want. Yeah, fucking work out for it. it. Fucking pervert. But I'm sure, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if Michael Jackson was on those flight locks. But I mean, honestly, I, I think Michael Jackson was probably just a gay man. I think, gay? I, I think he was gay. Um, his kids obviously aren't his. Um, they're obviously. Um, a surrogacy or something took place. Yeah, except the nanny dinner. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, he just wrote, he wrote really good love songs. Um, but you know, Elton John writes really good love songs. Yeah. Um, I I, I honestly, I mean, that's based on nothing. That's just a, a mean, thought of mine. I think he's probably just potentially might have even just been. I don't know what the word is. Where you're not really asked. You just like like um like a like celibate almost yeah like he's interest yeah he's just not got yeah. an interest in in partners he's just because it's almost like his relationships Elvis. are kind of manufactured weren't they Elvis Presley's daughter like, yeah she called Priscilla I was like yeah yeah, Priscilla yeah. that was almost like an, an agreement between you know an agreement between royalties back in the day mm. yeah, like, yeah 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 you marry our daughter you get your son to marry our daughter and that'll make us both stronger mm. like that kind of thing the king of pop marrying Elvis's daughter. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, that's like, it's like, it's like two that's, em- that's how you would write it in the script, isn't it? Yeah, two empires fucking yeah. uniting to make one ultra fucking yeah. Genghis Khan and Monster Monster combining to make a fucking Mate, you know empire. That, you know they wanted to dig his body up after he was dead to like take DNA off him. It's ridiculous. Like, isn't fuck it? you! Like, if you not got his DNA from 
there was forced hand in taking naked pictures of him because of obviously all the claims and stuff like there's nothing that they wouldn't have had on him DNA naked pictures fucking front and back like the guy came and opened and was like I, I was humiliated and there's nothing I could have done my, my people said they've got a warrant they've got everything they need you know he's got to let him do the thing and then he paid him off a couple of times and people said oh he must be guilty if he's done that but his people probably said to him look, it's going to cost you this much to kill it now, or you can fight it, prove your innocence, but it's going to potentially lose you. It's going to cost you everything. Mate, it's like another parking ticket, right? You can pay £60 now, or you can wait a couple of weeks and fight it, but you could pay £100. It's going to go double. Like, fucking, let's pay the fucking £60 yeah. get it over and done with. Yeah. Imagine I've, that I've on a before. grand scale. I've done it before. I know I bought a ticket, but I was in the wrong part of the car park. wasn't signposted, but they just didn't give up. So you just go, fucking hell. Can't be asked for another letter, put me in a bad mood when I get home from work. Yeah. Just take the money and leave me alone. I'll pay the money right now just to fucking wake up tomorrow buzzing about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, talking about taking you to court. I don't want to go to fucking court for a ticket. Bailiff's coming to your house. Yeah, just take 100 quid and all that. I mean, sometimes people go, I've, I'm the worst for it. I've ignored 10 tickets and one of them pushed it far enough to the point where I thought I might actually have to fucking throw a suit on and go to court at some point. So I can't be asked for that. Let's pay you to whatever it is. Fucking had a little chat over the phone, negotiating it down to like 120 quid or whatever. The other side want 200 quid. Well, I'm paying you 100. They said he won't take any less than 120. Pay five right. a week. All right, sound is 120. Cash. Um, yeah, so. Got anything else? Uh, On Mikel Jackson. Just a great artist, isn't it? Great artist, great man. Great man. Um, didn't molest any kids. Important. Great albums. Great albums. Even. That's um, the thing about albums as well now. You don't album. get albums. No. Yeah, you don't listen I to an album. Some. You don't buy an album, take it home, and then that's your new album. It. This is the album that I've got this week, or I've frequently buy albums, so I'm going to listen to this. I've had some shit albums in the past, but because it was the only thing I had to listen to, I did, and I absolutely loved them. Like they were fucking masterpieces. Mm. Fucking NERD. Um, what's that album called? That's a sick album. Yeah, is it? That's, 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 that is. Yeah. Fucking Warren yeah. G. Uh, yeah. What's that Warren G. Returning the Regulator. Listen back to that. I listened to that track for track. You did as well, me and you playing fucking Pro Evo. Um, listen to the two, two albums on repeat all day, every single day. And then now I can fucking I can sing along with both of those albums and I remember them like two yeah, classes. You've got the good chocolate pudding. Best in the hood. Best in the hood. Never, ever, ever have those lyrics been uttered on any podcast ever in the world. That's an exclusive. <laughs> Shut up, Warren it's G. Like the probably, it's probably his worst album as well. Not that he's done any good albums, but... Um, Cut out if Warren G's going to come on the podcast. You, you just don't get that anymore. You don't listen to an album. You don't f- stick it on. Oh, no. Track one. Boom, all the way through. Me and you were talking earlier about... Um, Nazi's album. No. It was ta- so we talked about Cardi B's new track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wap. Wap. Wet Ass Pussy. Yeah. So she talks about Wet Ass Pussy on it, and I'm like... Should artists be more responsible because kids are going to listen to this? Kids are going to want to know what WAP stands for. Mm. And she's talking about what else, but like, should she be more responsible? Like, should the response, should the onus be on the parents of kids to make sure that everything they consume content wise is safe? Can they even do it? Are parents even equipped to understand how to do that in this day and age? Our parents don't know how to monitor content, they don't even no. know what content is. Now, remember, like I say, I said it before as well, when I was young, when I was. When I've been eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, I had about three, four little Kim albums, and she was the original Cardi B. Like, yeah, she was. If any kind of new school hip hop, like, go back to listen to some of the old little Kim where she's half naked, just with her hands on her titties on the front cover. Yeah, 
Uh, I probably jacked one off to the pole so that was in the middle where she's looking all sexy <laughs> and that legs open. Um, like I say, talking about all that fucking pussy shit and sucking and riding dick. Like, I didn't know what I was doing you to. I yeah, remember the D12 album. As as kid. I remember the D12 album and uh, Bizarre says, uh, what's that bar about? You know, my hands are so numb. Asked my grandma to suck my dick and it didn't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to sing it in the car. Like, if I was singing that in the car, I would say, uh, ask my grandma to suck my and I didn't come. And then one day you just me and you went, nah, come don't mean that. So I, was, I, I didn't know that. I was oblivious. <laughs> you probably come and come over here. Yeah, I was just dropping cum bars in front of me. None of Like, just oblivious. It's just a, just a bum-ass tune. And, um, ask me why my hands are so numb. Because my grandmother sucked my dick and I didn't come. So what if she's handicapped? Smack this whore for talking crap. The bitch bad, yeah, the bitch said bizarre couldn't rap. I fucking hate you. I'd take your jaws down and rape you. Dr. Dre videotapes you. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? Who writes on a piece of paper? So he's like, yeah, I think kids, obviously, TikTok and all that. So me and me, me and my friend, shout out Bill, again. Maybe these kids we, actually don't have it as bad as we think. No, like, we was listening to TikTok songs the other day in the back of the car, and um, our two daughters is pretty much deaf, like, over the four days, is like exactly a year between them. And they're sitting, you know, savage, wretched, bullshit, wretched. I'm a savage. And I'm like, mate, this is fucking bad. And he's like, yeah, but you know. They don't understand it. They don't understand. I remember a, a Buster Rhymes album and on um, one of the skits, this this song was called Wife and Lauren Basically, the song is about Buster Rhymes as a wife, but he has a mistress on the side and the mistress does things that his wife, wife doesn't. Law, yeah. And there's a skit before it and he's on the phone to this woman and she's talking about, I want you to do this, I want you to fucking come in my ass, come in my ass lick, lick your balls and all that. Like, I was a kid listening to that. And, and it goes on for about a minute. And I knew, because I knew for, like, when that comes on, I turn it down because I didn't want my mum and dad to hear it. <laughs> and then I turn it back on. There must be something in it because, like I was saying about them listening to Savage and that, they'll never say the swear words, you know what a swear word is. And I have never, and he has never, obviously explained or said the M word in front of our daughters. But subconsciously, there must be something there because they missed that word out as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So they'll wretched, bougie, all these... And then they'll carry on singing. Oh, so, they, won't say so fuck, they, they won't say bitch, won't say shit, they won't say fucking. Okay, that's interesting. But so yeah, I just don't know what know. it is cause yeah, because I've never sat down I, think, I don't have a kid, but I think how I would approach that word with. I wouldn't explain race at all to a child because there's nothing to explain in my mind. And I wouldn't want that image of a divide yeah, yeah, to yeah. be there from an early age like subconsciously because children don't talk about race it doesn't mm. exist kids don't talk about i'm speaking strictly from a white kid's point of view kids don't talk about race and that like why is my skin color different to theirs are they different to me? they don't talk about it it's not even a thing it's just we're all a bunch of kids having a good time your name your name your name boom that's the only difference and then it's only really when parents talk about it a lot in front really? of the kids that's when they understand. But I think it's interesting that the um, that the um, missed that word out. Yeah, what's the what's the what's the term? They censored it. Yeah, they censored themselves. The N word. Hmm. Like I said, I don't know because obviously I said to Bill and he's like, "No, I've never had to say anything." Obviously, Myla never said anything to or about it. It's just. But then Myla was um, she used to, she she never used to say ratchet either, and I was like, like, so it's not. Good word, but it's not like a swear word. It just how do kids deal with um? So now um, like homosexuality in society now is is it's accepted. Well, it's not completely accepted. There are still people who, I mean, I don't know any people who disagree with it. Um, but there are still those people. It's like a mad. It's more of a religious thing that this 
this acceptance towards it as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like, how do kids now, so if there's two men in a relationship and maybe there's two men who live next door to you, and like, do kids question that shit now? Is like, has Miley ever like spoken about? she ever thought it was weird that a woman and a woman might be together, or is she nah, just normal? Like, with say it she was grouped with it because obviously her aunt is lesbian and she's now married. So, so she's married to a woman. Been, yeah, yeah. So that's just it's just been. I think that's got it. It is like it is very good that kids can just grow up in a world where men marry men, women marry women, and it's not even a thing that they consider or think about. This, yeah, they shouldn't have to hold it in themselves if they uh, Yeah, my friend has in. two dads. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's not even a thing. Because mm. that's that's really, that's the end game, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, there's acceptance, which isn't really, that should, acceptance should never be what you strive towards because acceptance isn't, no tolerance and acceptance is kind of, it's not the best thing. It's, you want it to be normalized. Yeah. Like, so if I go, okay, I accept that, you two like, are in a really I, I accept it. Be... Yeah, like, I don't. It's almost like saying I didn't, but now I do, and, and I'm with it, and I was against it. But it's kind of like you want it to be a thing where you actually don't even talk it's about not, it. It's not even thought of. You go, oh, it's not even a thing. Yeah. You go, oh yeah, we're going out to dinner tonight with a couple from work. Oh cool, John and Jeff, and you go sweet, and then you go out, you have dinner, you come back home, and nothing's even considered. It's just normal mm. because homosexuality is normal. It's only abnormal around straight people who don't know any gay people, and yeah. Cool. Cool podcast. I see you looking at the clock. I think you're looking to get off. Champions League final. Oh, Champions League final. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. It's been a long one. It's been a good one. I've enjoyed recording it. Uh, if y'all's up on them's social medias, hit us up on Junkland Podcast. That's at Junkland Podcast. Or if you're on Facebook, at Junkland HQ. Um, you can go on YouTube if you want. There's not much on there, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah we've had a good time recording today we hope you've enjoyed it if you've not listened to our other content please dig back like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts whatever your tipple may be and until the next one ladies and gentlemen peace, peace.